Welcome back to the Line to Gain podcast. Uh, This is our review of week one of the 2023 NFL season. In the books. My name's Jeremy Dixon. That was Mike Parker, as always. What up? Um, We're here to um, contribute to the overreaction of week one and the absolute debacle that uh, most of this week was. So, uh, Mike, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It was really exciting um, to watch some football. Um, I was actually at it down uh, for most of the weekend, including Sunday. We went to a town up in the northeast corner of the peninsula in Washington State uh, called Port Townsend. We were out there at the uh, Wooden Boat Festival. Uh, Median age out there, 59 and a half. That's a very Caucasian event. I can only imagine. I fit right in. I'm sure you did. Um, yeah, so uh, Mike calls me sun- or texts me Sunday morning about 10.15 and says, are you watching the Seahawks game today? Yep. My plan was to be here. And I said, Seahawks are playing today? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, Mike. I'm watching the freaking Seahawks game. What I really meant was, are, would you entertain somebody coming over to your house course, and watch man. the game? Of course, man. Open invitation anytime. But, uh, yeah, nice I kind of wish I didn't even watch the goddamn game, to be honest I with didn't. You. I didn't. But, I went well, right to Red Zone. We'll, we'll get to that. You're, you're lucky. You're a lucky man. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead this week, guys. I know we say this every week, but we're going to try to keep this to a palatable we're try- hour, under- hour to hour 15. I'm shooting for under two. Maybe an hour and a half. Uh, no, I'm pulling the plug at hour and a half. You got, you got 90 minutes, bud. Okay. We got... 80, 88 and a half minutes at this point. So let's get right into uh, it. Looking back, (laughs) degenerate corner. How'd you screw up on your bets this week? Oh, I terrible. Uh, I had Buffalo minus two and a half at the Jets. So I'm assuming we're doing 100. We're we're betting 110 to win 100 on if it's just a straight bet, correct? The amount you're putting down on the table is 100 per bet. It's not complicated. Okay, well, let's do it that way then. so, yeah, I had Buffalo minus two and a half at the Jets, lost that. Uh, Denver minus three and a half against the Raiders, lost that, although I don't feel that bad about that one because I thought I was over Fluky. Russell Wilson. But, Fluky, yeah. Uh, I'm still not. Uh, anyway, and then I had the <laughs> Washington football team or the Washington Commanders uh, minus seven versus Arizona, and I went ahead and lost that one as well. Sorry, man. So negative 300 on the week, negative 300 on the season. So the only one I missed was I had Seattle my, uh, minus five and a half over the Rams. Didn't hit that one. But I got Philly minus three and a half over New England. Uh, Green Bay plus one and a half over Chicago. Uh, Miami plus three over the uh, Chargers. I always want to say the Clippers because I put it as LAC. <laughs> and then yeah. Buffalo. Or, no, I didn't take Buffalo. I took the New York Jets plus two and a half over Buffalo. So. Um, my total payout uh, for this week was uh, 753.53. I'm feeling pretty good about how things went. Nice. And we're going to keep some running totals kind of throughout the, the year to see <laughs> how good we're doing. Okay. I um, can't wait. All right. So let's get right into the games. No, no teams on buys week one. So um, the first game was uh, Thursday. Uh, it was Detroit at Kansas City. I think the lead headline for this game was the KC drops, right? Uh, Kadarius Tony. 
I, I just I I have like a I feel like I have a a love for this man because he won he won me a parlay during the Super Bowl. Uh, what but have you done for me lately? That's how you, you, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like I'm just like I'm scratching. <laughs> yeah. I was scratching my head. I almost started him in fantasy football because I was like, oh, Travis Kelsey's out. Like somebody's got to pick up the slack. But nope, no one did. No one did. No one did. Not a single person. <laughs> uh, my notes for it was uh, Detroit has no deep threat and Kadarius Co- Tony can't catch the ball. Okay. Um, I thought Mahomes looked good despite everything. Um, he was pretty. Uh, even under pressure, he he had some composure there. He was finding a way to get the ball out, shifting. The rookie step up. Rice, the rookie wide receiver. Rice. He looked good early. He did look good. Uh, MVS a had nice a really catches. really good catch over the middle. Um, just he was doing everything he could, you know, for the, his wide receivers to have a chance. My brother had brought up a point, like maybe these new guys just don't know where the ball's coming from and at what arm angle and all this other stuff. And perhaps that throws them off because it's not something you can necessarily practice in a jugs machine. You know what I mean? Right. I think the other big story hit was all over Twitter was uh, Juwan Taylor's lining up as almost a running back in a legal formation, just false starting. I, the second I turned on that, uh, that game, it was Juwan Taylor backpedaling, just a half a second before the snap and no call and just was happening all day except for the fourth quarter. Really, really weird thing. Um, As far as uh, Detroit goes, I felt like the offense really had a rhythm to start the game when they stayed on schedule, but the KC defense seemed to catch up, um, settled in, and after that they looked at a place and that no deep threat is going to be a problem because everything was going short. I think the longest uh, pass that, uh, on that day for um, golf was like 26 yards. So I'd like to see them stretch the field a little bit. Um, set Gibbs free. Yeah, they uh, the few the few touches he had, he looked great. Yeah. He had a bunch of broken tackles or missed time. You know, looked fast. Yeah, he looked was. Fast. He looked really good. Uh, my final note: who's I whoever whose ever idea it was to mic up the Hutchison family. They should be fired immediately. That was terrible. that was disgusting. That was terrible. She was on her phone the whole time. I don't think she even knew she was at a at a football game. And the dad just yelled, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. All right. Enough of that All game. Right. All uh, right. Carolina, Atlanta. Yep, that's right. Next. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought Tyler Algier, man. Like, I, I was shocked. A wrecking so, ball. I like that guy a lot. So I, I picked him up on all my fantasy teams. I, I've had three fantasy teams last year. I picked Good job him. by you. He was my last pick in all, every league. I was just like, so I always take a, a flyer on a rookie running back. Yeah. And he was the one last year. And I was shocked that they took Bijan Robinson in the first round. I just felt like they had so many other needs. And Tyler Algier seems like a great player. They did, um, you know, Al- Algier had gotten the end zone twice. I think he had 70-some yards rushing. Um but then also Bijan Robinson had 10 carries for 56 yards and six receptions for 27 and an, and a touchdown that way. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I would like to see the Atlanta offense as the season progresses and maybe against a better opponent than the Carolina Panthers because I'm, I'm just I'm anxious to see Kyle Pitts and these guys, you know, Desmond Ritter only threw for 115 yards, I think. So, right. yeah. Um, that was kind of kind of lacking, and it seemed like they let the Panthers hang around in the game way too long before they finally put them away at the end. So, 
Yeah, you remember the the cards back in the day? It was like Thunder and Lightning. It was like Tiki Barber and Jacobs, and it was like the big bruising running back, and then the little shifty running fast running back. This is what you have right here. You have that Thunder and Lightning attack between Algier and uh, Bijan Robinson. I, I they're fun to watch. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of just watching running games, but they're just really, 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 really fun to watch. Um, I thought Bryce Young didn't look very athletic out there, um, very nonchalant in his dropbacks, um, not really stepping into his throws. So I, I, he had two picks, um, both over the middle. Kind of a rough day for him. Didn't look too sharp. Yeah, I did not watch much of this game. I was I was red zoning it for yeah. the for the morning games, um, so I didn't didn't really see like play play by play of anything other than. You know what they're showing on red zones. So. Well, I just wanted to call out to your point. Desmond Ritter only threw, only had 18 completions. 11 of those went to uh, running backs and tight ends. There still isn't a lot of trust by Arthur Smith and that coaching staff that they're they're going to give the keys to the car uh, to him at this point. So I expect that running game to be very important for for Atlanta. They have a really really easy schedule this year. I expect them to win somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 11 games. Um, so we'll see. Uh, big shout out to Jesse Bates. Had himself a really amazing game. Uh, signing with Atlanta in the offseason. Had uh, 10 tackles, five solo, two interceptions, the aforementioned interceptions, and a forced fumble. So good good job by him. Yeah, nice job. All right, Houston, Baltimore? Um, sure. Let me go find that one. Hold Where on. You, what do you got up next? There, oh, my next one was uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. All right, no problem. We'll go there. So right. uh, Cincinnati score, not scoring a TD is perhaps one of the most unexpected things to happen in week one. Shocking. I, I mean, Burrow was 14 for 31 with only 82 yards, and uh, he, had, he was sacked twice for 15 yards total. I mean, total. Cleveland's defense looked amazing in this game. And it, from what I saw, like, yeah, you know, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't really close play. all game. Uh, Joe Mixon had a couple of huge plays. Cincinnati defense kept them in the game. I will say, I was questioning whether they'd hold up. I felt like they really they look really good. So that's a good takeaway for this game, even in the loss, even the ineptability of the passing game. Uh, Mixon got out a couple of times, and the defense looked pretty solid. I mean, it was three uh, to thirteen going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's not like the Cleveland Browns were, were uh, an offensive juggernaut or anything. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson looked terrible, despite them winning pretty handily. Um, I watched him roll out to his left at one point. I think I texted you about this. I see him roll it's out to his left. Throws an interception. There's there's a wide open uh, Cleveland receiver 20 yards downfield or so. He throws right into a Cincinnati defense hands half the distance down the field from where he needed to throw it. It was just – I have no idea what he saw. And it was just – it was literally one of the – I mean – it was like Zach Wilson esque uh, inter- interception there. So, um. yeah, he just doesn't look good, and I hope it continues that way. Um, I don't wish ill on most people, but I think he is a real pos, and um, I'm happy that he is really kind of showing his ineptitude at this point. I think the real winner in this game was Jim Schwartz's defense. Uh, um, new to uh, the the Cleveland Browns. Held Cincinnati to six first downs and 142 total yards. I mean, that's, I mean, 
if that that's one of the better defensive games in week one. So yeah. it's well, really I know impressive. I was going up against Tyler Boyd in my fantasy football. He had no receptions. No, he had zero points. Yeah. Like no receptions, no yards, no rushes, nothing. Like they just, I mean, it's crazy. Like being able to shut that, that passing attack down is an impressive feat with Joe Burrow and the three wide receivers. So my main conclusion is Cleveland's out there doing Cleveland things offensively, not really sharp, making a lot of mistakes. Um, just breaking free from any game plan. but And despite the loss, I am feeling good about my Cincinnati wins the uh, AFC North pick because none of the NFC or the AFC uh, North really played well this week. With that loss, I feel better about my Ravens to win the uh, AFC North. Big game for those two coming up. It's hard to go 0-2 in your division and win that division. So big, important game. We'll we'll talk about that a little later. Absolutely. All right, what game do you have up next? Jags and Colts. Jags and Colts. All right, write down the list here. So I had Anthony Richardson looked surprisingly good. Early on. Um, You know, needs to learn how to avoid hits for sure. Uh, Interested to see what the Jags look like um, when they go up against a a better team. Because I thought their their offense looked really good, but they were going up against the Colts, so you don't know. So early on, they looked a little... One of the things I liked is Trevor Lawrence looked sharp. The balls were coming out. They were on target. He had a next-level mastery of the game plan. He was out there directing guys all over the place. They scored a touchdown, and he's the one putting up the finger. We're going for one. We're going for one. He's got these guys rallied. He knows what he needs to do. He's one of those like Mahomes-type guys, or at least he will become that, I believe. Yeah. Where he, the coach, he does. The coach doesn't. Andy Reid doesn't have to to tell Pat Mahomes what to do in a in a situation. He's really good at situational football, and I think Trevor Lawrence is getting there. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see that too. I was uh, pretty impressed by the Jaguars' defense as far as shutting down Same. Indianapolis's running game. Um, obviously, they don't have Jonathan Taylor, so that takes a big hit. But They were matching Jacksonville up, uh, score for score for the most part. Yeah, well, they only gave up 65 yards rushing, though, and 40 of those were to uh, Anthony Richardson. So holding running backs to 25 yards rushing is pretty impressive. Yeah, final stats for Anthony Richardson is 24 for 37 uh, for 223 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and to your point, another uh, 40 yards and a rushing TG, uh, uh, 40 yards rushing and a TD. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm anxious to see what he can do going through the season. Like, I don't know how he's he, – he, for as good as he looks in some, some situations, he looks – equally as terrible in others so um which is you know not unlike a a, you know a rookie quarterback is going to go through those growing pains so um you know i hope he hope he comes through it and and does well i still think jacksonville's defense there's a question mark there right um colt brand new quarterback played i don't know a dozen games and no running back basically they are richardson in indiana better than we thought or does Jacksonville need to work on their defense a little bit? Right. I don't know the question to that yet. So hopefully we'll get to, as the season goes on, we can start to knock some of these questions out. Right. All right, what do you got up next? Uh, Bucks and Vikings. Okay. Jeez, this was an ugly, 
ugly game, man. Honestly, this game started as exactly how I expected. Minnesota's first possession only burnt 48 seconds of the game. And then Tampa Bay's, like, hold my beer and went three and out in 36 seconds. Those are the first two possessions, uh, less than a minute and a half. Um, just, just perfect. Couldn't have scripted it better. My notes were, you know, Minnesota has no running game after losing Dalvin Cook. Like, I don't know if Madison's just not the answer. He's just a backup. and um, Or if they just couldn't get, establish the run against that Tampa Bay front uh, seven there. Um, yeah, I know, thought they played really well. They held yeah. Minnesota to 41 uh, rushing yards and caused three turnovers. They've got like three or four first they're round old. picks. They're yeah, old. they're old. But, but they do have some of those guys that uh, Joe whatever and got a try on or whatever who's from UW. He actually went to Hazen High School in Renton. Shout out Hazen Highlanders. Um, if that's still their name, I don't even know. If might have changed mascots. but Appropriation. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, but so they have a, a few like young dudes on that that defensive front as well, which is cool. Um, but yeah, they they really stepped up and played. I mean, I thought Minnesota was going to mop them up on, in this. Baker Mayfield managed the I game. I think this is going to be well. a theme for you, thinking Minnesota was going to mop people up, and then that's probably true. <laughs> Kirk Cousins was definitely both gripping and ripping in this game. <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison both had huge days: yeah. 150 yards and 61 yards. Uh, uh, respectively, um, Addison added a touchdown. Kirk just makes these mistakes at the wrong time. Um, and it, it's really a tough – it's a fight for that team to stay ahead of, uh, on schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, like I tried to mention a second ago, he, he managed the game pretty well. Well, that's like, what he does best. Yeah, I mean, didn't – don't ask the, him, don't ask him to do the game, too much. Panic when people are around him yeah. in the pocket. And then throw like a ridiculous overthrow for a pick. That that's his his right. three superpowers. I will say Baker Mayfield has started week one for three different teams in the last three years. Fun fact: uh, Cleveland, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. So he is turning into quite the journeyman. Yeah. All right, you got Tennessee, New Orleans up, or uh, we got yes, Tennessee, New Orleans. Okay, I wonder how. You skipped that oh, uh, Houston, Baltimore there. All right, so Tennessee, know. New Orleans. Um, th- this was such a Derek Carr stat line. 23 for 33, 305, one touchdown, one interception, four sacks. That is the most Derek Carr stat line I've ever. That's just like, you know, LeBron. It's like 27 points, six uh, rebounds, seven assists. Like you could... Yeah, <laughs> you can true. guarantee it. Yeah. Call, we'll call it the Derek Carr. I, I just put down. I'm not sure if either of these teams are any good. Uh, Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions, no he looks touchdowns. Broken, yeah. Curious how long of a leash he has with you know Will Levis and Malik Willis sitting there on the on the side. I mean, I don't know Malik Willis probably not, but Will Levis eventually they're going to have to you know break the glass and put him in the game. I would imagine so. It's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. But. I think the New Orleans defense played about what I thought they were going to play. They had three interceptions. They looked good. No apparent regression from last year. I mean, of course, they all are healthy week one. Yeah. Um, I expect them to get better as a team um, as the year goes on with the addition of Alvin Kamara after his, what was a six-game suspension? It's four, four or game? six. I can't okay. remember. Um, so, yeah, I expect them to kind of, again, it's between them and Atlanta – 
uh, 1A, 1B for the easiest schedule in the league. I think that's going to benefit them. It's going to keep them healthy. Uh, I think Derek Carr's an upgrade to whatever quarterback they had last year. Um, this was a big win for them to get things off started. NFC South looking <laughs> looking pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mike Vrabel, great coach. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to let this get out of hand too much. They really need to assess their quarterback depth, depth and de- or death and decide if uh, Tannehill's the one. They got to look at you know look into the mirror and go, is Tannehill my guy? Right. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how that one all plays out. So now we're definitely going back to uh, Houston, Baltimore, right? Because the other the games are the late window. Uh, I had 49ers at Steelers next. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. And then I had Cardinals at Commanders, and I had Texans at Ravens. All right. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just went down the ESPN list. Um, so, yeah, 49ers at Steelers. Um, 49ers are really good. They look good on offense. They look great on defense. Uh, there's, like, my my quote or my uh, choice of Seattle to win the NFC West, that's not happening. There's no way. San Fran- barring injury, San Francisco – it's definitely it's a long shot at this way point. Way better than any other team in the I'll NFC say this. West. San Francisco is pretty unstoppable when CMC, Debo, and Kittle are on the field at the same time. Ayuk was out there in single coverage all day, and he ate. Eight catches, 129, two TDs. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching a lot of film and analysis of said film, um, and the routes, route concepts, and the formations that they were running – uh, is just obliterating defenses. So Kyle Shanahan is doing it again. Purdy's making the right read, the right throw, has a good arm, throw, throwing with anticipation. Uh, they're going to be very tough to beat. They are – I got a hot take coming up about the NFC. Um, but So t- to highlight that, San Francisco's eight drives. They had eight drives over seven plays. So they held the ball quite a long time. They owned – Time of possession, 37 minutes to 22. Uh, Pitt, on the other hand, the Steelers, uh, four uh, and six, uh, what was it? Had four uh, drives, four of their 11 drives were three, yeah, were three and out. Yeah, they they did not look good. Like, they had been hyped up so much too, you know, I feel like, and they just fell flat. Big time. And I think maybe they were, you know, I don't know if they were thinking they had a better chance because Nick Bosa had been out for so long. And it, you know, it was just, they got, I was under the impression that there'd be some time to integrate some of these guys. We had some ear injuries going into this week. We, we were, there was a lot of uncertainty. Nick Bosa wasn't signed, but in true, like sociopath mentality, Nick Bosa was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to go out there and kill people. Yeah. So it didn't seem to bother him any. It didn't seem to bother the momentum of San Francisco. My body language uh, on this one was way off. So yeah, I probably I agree. yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought Pittsburgh had a good chance to cover that spread, and uh, I thought I thought when you when you watch the highlights, they were in it for quite some time. Uh, the Steelers, right? Pickett looked okay. Thirty-one for forty-six, two thirty, uh, two thirty-two. Um. You would like to see some more uh, passing efficiency from him, but he did spread it out to about nine different receivers. He did throw two picks, though. Um, a couple of them, that was the first one, 
the receiver slipped, but it looked like he under uh, underthrew John anyway. And um, yeah, so that wasn't good. And then the second one, I guess if he throws it over the top, the guy, the guy slipped because he had to come back to the ball. But if he if he gets it over the top of the defender in the right position, I'm my guess is that's a touchdown. Yeah. Um, the second one he throws directly at Warner. Warner turns his back to go upfield down the seam, uh, to and he's trailing Fryermuth and he throws it on like a frozen rope, like right at his back. And then Warner, with all his wonderfulness, turns around, gets his hand on the ball, probably seeing the saucers and fire fire moose eyes and, right. and knocked it for and for a pick so man i think they're in better shape than it looked i'm hoping yeah San i think there might really be a team. few teams that are actually better than what they showed i this think weekend. so yeah i think so um all right cardinals at commanders okay um you know, I didn't really know. I, I thought Washington would win this game, but I didn't really know what to think going in. I figured, I just figured the Cardinals were are tanking for Caleb Williams, so they're not even. They're running out. Uh, what's his name? The who the hell's the Josh Dobbs, um, who is not a great quarterback. Like it just it felt like they were everything was setting up for them to just shit the bed all year and get that first pick. But they really came out and played, man. I mean, they played pretty hard. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's more of a testament to how bad of a team Washington is than how, you know, how well the, the Cardinals played. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't think we can think of tanking in the NFL traditionally. So just the idea, like, you're going to tank like they do in the NBA, I just don't think it's possible because you can't really trade the assets out like they do – in, in basketball that's true but so, you also so you, you you draft kevin durant you're the sonics right yeah and then you draft all of the stuff around it and then you just get rid of all of your value to that team so you have one asset so that you can sell the team but you basically tank it and you get russell westbrook mm-hmm. so you can't do that in the nfl Right. Roster's well, too big. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Lots but, of guaranteed money. But in, Massive cap hits. In the NFL also, no though, way you, out don't, of it. you don't have to win a lottery to get the first or second pick. You have to – you just have to be the worst team. Yeah, but so. you have to go through all of these other obstacles to get that no, first that's pick. that's true. But still, I think the Cardinals are probably argu- arguably the worst team in the NFL – and I expect them to be drafting at the top of the, the draft order come next I'd, April. I'd say they're definitely probably worst four teams in the NFL. Yeah. All right, anyways, this game was ugly. There were five turnovers between these two teams. I picked both these teams to finish fourth under their divisions, and nothing that happened this week to my mind. Sam Hell is Mayfield. That's his ceiling. Uh, Arizona at least appeared to try. That was my three points with this game. Nothing really much to, to write yeah. home about. I just, the, yeah, the, I, I had them, I had the Cardinals obviously last in, in the West, and I think I had the Commanders third and the Giants fourth. But they both, they all three of those teams seem to suck, so who knows? Well, the Giants ran into a buzzsaw yeah. that I don't think they expected. I expect yeah. them to rebound a little bit. I think their team, they're a better so. team than Washington. Okay, so now we have the Texans and Ravens. I'm over it, man. I don't want to talk about this game. Well, anymore. we're going to talk about it. Ravens okay. looked good. Um, 
but I don't know how bad the Texans are. Uh, Dobbins injury is going to probably play a big role. That that's tough for him, man. That guy cannot stay healthy. Um, R.I.P. Uh, J.K. Dobbins NFL career. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Uh, Zay Flowers looked good. I was pretty impressed by him, uh, rookie wide receiver for the Ravens. Um, and this is probably the, the 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 one note I have is probably the best set of wide receivers the Ravens have had in a while, ever. Probably ever. All right, so Houston put a lot of pressure on uh, C.J. Stroud. They asked him to throw 44 times. That's Crazy. absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, certainly a defensive coach, head coach. Um, he took five sacks. He was getting a lot of help uh, from skill positions. Nico Collins and Robert Woods uh, made up 22 of his targets. Uh, not a lot of explosive plays downfield past like about the 26, uh, I think 26 yards was, was his longest completion. Um, but you know, considering he didn't look horrible, mm-hmm. it's all stuff you can build on moving forward. I don't think Lamar Jackson fared much better. Um, he looked a little out of sorts and accurate, uh, Baltimore running game was really kind of bailing this team out at key moments. So. We'll yeah. see. I expect him to kind of like gear back up into this, but yeah, all the rookie quarterbacks were played fairly well. I mean, considering. Yeah, yeah, I would say Richardson so far kind of played the best. There. Yeah, for sure. Um, Baltimore may have maybe a season from hell candidate. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's out with a foot, out indefinitely at this point. Mark Andrews a quad, he's questionable. J.K. Dobbins Achilles, he's out for the season. Starting right tackle, Ronnie Staley, center, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, and safety, Marcus Williams, are all questionable with various injuries from Sunday. So they don't have a lot of depth in the secondary. Um, Their offensive line looks like it's going to be three-fifths of their starters, potentially. Um, We'll see how they can move forward with that. All right. Why Packers at Bears next? Uh, my notes for this game got away from the Bears in the second half. Uh, it was pretty got close at halftime. It was close in the halftime. Man. I think they were only down by three points. Yeah. Uh, Fields did not look great. Only averaged 5.8 yards per attempt. Uh, also had four sacks and lost 27 yards on those four sacks. Needs to get rid of the ball is what I said. Uh, All right. Let's let's down. let's focus on uh, Fields for a second. I'm out on him this year. I know. I saw him in the. Us. Well, I'm going to continue to say it. So get ready for it. Yeah, okay. Um, his preseason looked bad. Um, he looked inaccurate in the preseason. I didn't see much of an improvement this game. Mm-hmm. He's lollygagging on his dropbacks. He's not putting that foot in the ground and firing. He's missing obvious reads. Uh, I know he has some players, you know, get pushed back in his face, but – and he ran for 1,100 yards or something last last year. So I, watched I, I like get an, it. But I watched an hour long breakdown of the court, the, the QB school. Yeah, I Love watched it. that. I watched it last. I watched night. that last night too, and I was just like, he's, I'm gonna tell you about he's terrible. Guy. I was like, it's freaking terrible. I was like, he was but terrible. The good news is it's not all his fault. No, it's formation. Well, like, and yeah, like what? The, it's Cole the, Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet running a quarterback sneak. Like, what are we doing here? A lot of, this lot is of crazy. crazy. Stuff. Anyway, shout out to the QB school. I've, yeah, I found great. that this like a week, a month ago, uh, a week ago. And hmm. man, I've been just consuming that. I found it on YouTube and I yeah. just was like, I need to brush up on some stuff. So yep. just watch that last It doesn't too. look good for your uh, first place. No, uh, no, Chicago not so Bears. far. Not so far. Or my first place Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 
Okay. Raiders at Broncos. Wait, hold on. I got okay, a couple got of stats more. Sorry, man. I'm just trying to keep Let you me on. transition. I'm just trying to keep you under a minute, an hour and a half, so I don't have to cut you off. Go ahead. You're not cutting me off. Oh, don't I'll cut. I'll hit this button so fast. Go ahead. All right. Um, it took a moment for Jordan Love to find the rhythm. He was only like 41% passing and 91 yards in the first half. But when he found that in the second half, he threw for 164, two touchdowns, oh, and a 73%. Uh, he looked way better percentage. than I thought he was going to, man. It just took a minute for him to get into that rhythm. I think yeah. he looks good, made some really good throws. No, look good. good. No, that, that looks like a good pick for you, man. All right. Raiders at Broncos. Okay. <laughs> These teams had identical stat lines. First downs, they both had 22. First downs from passing, rushing, and penalties. They each had 11, 5, and 6. Exactly the same. Um, third down efficiency. They were both 5 for 11. Total plays, 55 and 58, favoring Denver. This is wacky. Total yards was 161 to one, or 261 to 260, favoring Las Vegas by one yard. Total drives, 7 and 6. Um, yards per play, 4.7 and 4.5. Denver had the slight edge uh, with time of possession with 32 minutes versus 28 minutes. Um, I just had down that the Broncos lose their opening game 17 to 16 for the sec- second year in a row. Oh, interesting stuff. That was the uh, that was the score of the Seattle game last year when uh, Geno Smith uh, didn't write back to when everyone wrote him off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. didn't write back. Um, I had Las Vegas as a four seed in the AFC West. This still might happen. Uh, but Denver's defense, which I thought was close, if not in the top five, they really regressed. Yeah. So Did we'll see how they great. go. I kept wondering how everybody thought they were still going to be so good when they had kind of cleaned it. You know, didn't they? They lost Von Miller, right? And they didn't. Because uh, isn't Von Miller in Buffalo now? Yes. Yeah. And uh, what's He's on the name? pup. Bradley Chubb is in Miami. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. But they still continued that good defense after they traded they did, Bradley, they did. Bradley Chubb. Last so year, for sure. I kind of expected that to be there, and I just, I don't know. It's not there. I think they lost. At least it wasn't I think this they game. just lost too many pieces, man. I don't know. Maybe. But. Well, this is the game of the day, I think. Uh, Miami at Chargers. This was a fun game. Yeah, it was. So this game was almost. I watched the red zone for the most part when I watched the games. This one for the for the second window was on almost the entire time I was watching. Uh, the rest of the games were kind of slow and pretty poor for the most part. I'm just ca- like all these afternoon games. I'm just like catching on highlights because I watched. I unfortunately sat through the Seahawks game, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Dolphins man. Dolphins at Chargers. Yeah. I just said it, it was just a shootout, man. I, I, did, did, I did see the end of it, and I thought whoever had the ball last was going to win the game because it was what it seemed it wasn't like. Quite, it wasn't quite every – there was a, a follow-up score every possession, but it was really close. Yeah. Like right when one team would take the lead, another team would come back within a possession or two mm-hmm. and, and get it back. And they couldn't break free uh, from each other. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. Um, Tua, man, he looks – I, if he can stay healthy, I like my pick of uh, especially after uh, Aaron Rodgers injury. That, really that was like my, my note. My note with Aaron Rodgers going down, Dolphins are looking like a damn. Uh, it's looking so damn good for your Miami to win the AFC East pick. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna wait till November when it gets cold before I jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. We're gonna see how they play. But Tua, to your point, 466 yards, three touchdowns. Tyree he did Hill. have one pick, um, but for the 
but uh, he was making reads, uh, late throws downfield, um, uh, late uh, deep passes late in the in the the play clock, moving outside the pocket. He had a really good game. See, really looked like he was seeing the field. I was I was excited to see him kind of one read bail. He was he was making multiple reads, moving, bootlegging, just all over the place, making really good f- throws downfield, and it doesn't hurt that your uh, best receiver is Tyreek Hill. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, he looked good. They they just they, that offense looked fantastic, like I thought it would. So yeah, Hill is on pace for thirty six hundred yards receiving this year. So we'll see how that turns out. Be crazy, man. Philly, New England. Yep. As an unapologetic Philly fan and the owner of tons of property on Eagles Island, this game kind of scared me. I'm sure it did. New England's defense is really good. Uh, So on the bright side, um, coming up with a win at New England is something to hang your hat on, but they need to tighten up. Uh, Their secondary had a tough second half, giving up 20 points. And uh, Bradbury uh, is in one of their defensive backs, starting defensive backs, is in concussion protocol. So it's going to be tough against the Vikings on a short week. Uh, and if they don't get to Kirk Cousins up front, it's going to be a long, long evening. Uh, so my notes on this one were did I, I didn't pay too much attention until the very end of the game because I was uh, unfortunately watching the Seahawks uh, get their asses beat by the Rams. Uh, Eagles jumped out to a 16-0 lead. So I thought the game, I was like, oh, this is about to be a bloodbath. And then uh, look back, you know, at halftime, it's 16-14. Eagles beating – Eagles still winning, but the Patriots have scratched their way back into the game. Um, Before should-be Seahawk defensive lineman Jalen Carter made a game-winning sack of Mac Jones to essentially end the game and seal the victory for Philadelphia. Also, Jalen Carter had the most – Jalen Carter had the most quarterback pressures in their first game of any defensive rookie defensive lineman in like the last 10 years, I think they said. So just, you know, and De- we drafted Devin, Devin Witherspoon fifth overall, and he didn't play because I, he's hurt somehow, which is the story of our of Let, let's lives. Let's not, let's not, it's fine. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Speak for yourself, Mike. Well, let's get right to it. So, L- L.A. Rams versus Seahawks. We'll just we'll just get it out now. Seattle sucked. Full stop. No question. One of the most disappointing opening games I can remember with all the hype that they had around Seattle. And I don't know, like I don't know how. At the end of last year, I was completely out. I was like, we're not a good team. Like we've lost five of like seven games down the stretch. Uh, I think we've lost now, the, including this game against the Rams. I think we've lost seven of the last ten games we've played. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I get it. I go. get it. You're go. full of emotion. Just go. I get it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to your pain a little bit. Yeah, give it to me, Mike. The Rams were expected to be one of the teams competing for the number one pick next year. Mm-hmm. The Rams have 26 undrafted players on their 53-man roster. Matt Stafford looked like an all-pro again, throwing for 334 <laughs> and getting his team in position for three rushing touchdowns in short-yarded situations. 
I don't really blame Seattle's defense. The offense only had 13 first downs. They were two for nine in third down efficiency. They only played uh, 46 snaps, and the the Rams won the time of possession by 20 minutes. After the second drive, offensive drive of the game for Seattle, they had 38 total yards the rest of the game. I gambled naming Seattle uh, the NFC West Division winner. So did I. But they don't look like they're in the same league as San Francisco right now. Or the Cowboys, or the Eagles, or they, they, I mean, you're lucky if you're like middle of the road in the NFC right now. Right. And it's, I mean, it's going to be, you got to go through the, the Lions this week. Our, our chance at game. this point is to progress as the year goes, get into a wild card spot. And then see what you can do in the playoffs. That's really right. our, our chance right now. We're, I think there's right. no way we're going to beat San Francisco unless there's a, a catastrophic injury. Right. Um, this one this one was ridiculous. Dallas um, Giants. Dallas won forty to nothing. Rain had nothing to do with it. So, all right, few Giants lowlights. This is all I have. <sighs> Worst season opening shutout in franchise history. Worst shutout loss in any game for the Giants since 1973. Minus three turnover margin. Sacked seven times for 47 yards. Allowed a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and a pick six in the first game. Also, side note, Dallas's defense might be historically great. Yeah, they looked pretty amazing. Um, I just like what's the what's the big D line or D end name or outside linebacker's name for Dallas? The young kid Parsons. Parsons. He went on his uh, radio show or uh, podcast Everyone's or whatever. Got a podcast. And uh, he just was like, the the Giants should be ashamed of themselves. They should have pulled uh, Daniel Jones out of the game. They just put him at risk being in there against us. I think basically. by third quarter they were saying that on the broadcast. <laughs> just terrible, man. Terrible. All right. All right. So good job, Cowboys. The game that was trending. Up to it. The game that was trending all week. Buffalo at the Jets. Okay. First word, devastating. For those of you who don't know, Aaron Rodgers suffered a season-ending Achilles injury. This was devastating to so many fans and so many fans of football and so many fans of the Jets. My next word, gutsy. The New York Jets defense played their butts off. They held one of the NFL's best offenses to 16 points. Only one touchdown. I thought they played great. Lights out. They did. Big win. But here's their next five games. This is freaking scary, right? Um, this is the next five games till their week seven bye. Okay. Uh, at Dallas, home versus New England, two of the best defenses in the league. Those are both losses. Home, Kansas City. It's a loss. Defending champion at Denver. Well, we'll see how the defense, yeah. whether they recover. But last year at least, they were a top seven, eight defense in the league. Philly, at Lost. home versus Philly. They this might, is they might go one and four. They this might is go brutal. one and four. Their easier part of their schedule is in the back half. So that they can run this gauntlet and maybe sneak two games out of here for somehow. Yeah. They're in good shape. Right. So it'd be three and four going into the going into the bye with the back half of their schedule looking really good. So we'll see. Um, it's looking really tough for my uh, my decision there. Yeah. Uh, I just had on here Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. Josh Allen was giving 
the ball away like Oprah giving away cars. How long did it take you to come up with that? About four minutes. You get a pick. Yeah. And you get a pick. Here's a fumble for you. Um, the Jets DB Whitehead who picked off uh, Josh Allen three times had a clause in his contract where he got $250,000 bonus if he had three interceptions this season. And he got it in week one. Cha-ching. Good, All right. good on you, my man. So here's what I said. <clears throat> YOLO Josh Allen is alive and well. Thank goodness. He's been missing for a couple of years. Big shout out to Ryan Clark. He had a statement post Monday Night Football um, that his strategy for winning the game, because it was such a defensive matchup, the Bills defense was playing very well. Uh, It's hard to move the ball on that Jets defense. What they really needed to do, that Buffalo offense just needed to stay patient and move the ball. Don't make any mistakes. Their defense is playing well. Just be meticulous about what you do and play sound football. Right. But that's not the type of player Josh Allen is. He starts to get a little jumpy, impatient, and he starts make, pushing the ball downfield and making mistakes. To be clear, I am not uh, pulling any punches. He lost this game for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It was on Josh Allen. You're right. You Well, you texted me, oh, my God, YOLO, Josh Allen is back. Yep. After he threw that interception, I'm like, yeah, that was it was basically a punt. And uh, so I'm like, come on, Josh Allen, just come through for me, man. And then you just kept getting worse and worse throughout the game. I don't know how you terrible. don't see it, man. You just you look in his eyes, yeah. and it's like you can see something happening. You can see his feet getting jumpy. You right. can see, like, it's in the air. It's palatable. It's true. All right. There were our observations for week one. Let's look forward to week two. So what games are you looking forward to uh, in this upcoming week? Um, There's actually a bunch this week that I'm really looking forward to. Can't wait to see the Vikings and Eagles game. Want to see where these two teams kind of where things shake out. I don't think this is going to be a good game. They're all on short. Yeah, you're probably you're probably Thursday games are usually tough. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like early in the season, they're not sure it better. tells us anything, though. Maybe not. But I do want to I just want to see these are two teams that I think you can, gonna, you can want to see that be, be good. Teams. I'll be watching. Plus the it's a th- game, yeah, I know so. you will be. So shut the hell up. <laughs> it's, uh, not, it's not one of the ones I like. I really have yeah. to sit down and watch. I'm, well, I every Thursday night. Game, Honestly, I'll, I'll probably watch the first eight minutes of that game. It'll look like garbage and I'll start like vacuuming or doing some stuff <laughs> anyway. around the TV. Okay. Uh Ravens and Bengals, I want to see. I think that's going to be an interesting game to see where. All right, let's pause because I have the same one. So um, for me, it's can can Cincinnati rebound from the bad performance against Cleveland? Right. Um, Them going 2-0 in divisional games makes it really tough for them to win a division. And I think this is a must win. Um, It's it's, it's as much of a must win game week two as I think a team can have. Yeah. So I think it's important for both teams. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, the Ravens. I mean, if the Ravens can get out to a 2-0, 2-0 lead, that's uh, you know, and put the Bengals at zero and two, that's going to be huge. So, um, I'm banking on that. Uh, Chiefs and Jags. I'm looking forward to. I want to see where Trevor Lawrence and that Jags offense is. I want to see where if Travis Kelsey's back. I feel like you know Chris Jones is going to be back now too. Like it's going to be really interesting to see what that Kansas City team looks like if if they do get both of those guys back this week. Yeah, so my point was KC full strength against Jacksonville. This is mano y mano, best of the best. Uh, we'll see if Jacksonville has improved over from last season. 
offensively, I think they look sharp. So um, I think they'll come out looking very good. But can they hang with the big boys? This is what we're talking about. Can you play with the Bengals? Can you play with the Bills? Can you play with the Chiefs? If you can, you're going to have a shot every year. Jacksonville was right in that game against Kansas City in the, the only playoffs one by three. last year. Yeah, the only one I mean, by three. It's going to be fun to see. And it's at Jacksonville, so I'm, I'm anxious to see that one. Um, Seahawks at Lions. I just want to see like where the Lions are after that win, where the Seahawks are after that loss. Like, let's Because I don't think either of them are. I Lions mean, will be 2-0. I think so, too. Yeah. I definitely do. Um, and then Browns at Steelers. All right. So I have Browns at Steelers. Um, Cle- uh, Cleveland is substantially worse offense uh, than San Francisco. Uh, can Pitt defense keep Cleveland off schedule? I think yes. Um, will be will, uh, they be able to move the ball against the Cleveland defense? This is really the question. I thought... Like I said, they, they move the ball okay in, in spots. Um, let's cut down on those mistakes with the interceptions. Um, I think they might – weaknesses of the Steelers, offensive line, running game. Yeah, they're like – what? Uh, what's that kid's name, the running back for the Steelers? Najee um, Harris. Najee, I was shocked at how bad he looked this week. This will be an interesting game. I actually had one more that you didn't have. Miami at New England. I want to see that one. Miami was so much fun to to watch. This will be their first test against a top defense. So can they take that game that they had against the Chargers and put it on display uh, at New England? That will be interesting. It's their first real test, and it's right up front. Absolutely. All right, so bets. I have three bets. How many do you have this week? Three. All right. I'll just run through mine real quick. Yeah. Again, I'm playing just uh, the point spreads, no tricky parlays. I don't. I'm not getting a good vibe from anything right Me now. Either. It's kind of chaos. So I went Minnesota plus seven uh, at Philadelphia. I think the game's going to be close. Yeah, that's a big number. Plus seven is a lot. Um, plus, I think there's a chance with a hobbled Philadelphia secondary that big numbers for Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Uh, Minnesota could even win this game. Yeah. So I'm taking Minnesota plus seven. I got Washington plus three and a half over Denver. Um, these two first games are going to be ugly. I think Washington is definitely better than Denver. Um, I think they can push it six points or so um, over Denver. And I got Cleveland. Um, I got Pittsburgh plus two and a half versus Cleveland. I can't believe Pittsburgh is a, a Two and a half point underdog at home. I know. I was surprised by that. Too. So that's interesting. <clears throat> I did like that one, but I did not go with it. Um, I had Green Bay minus one at Atlanta. I think that. I just think that that Green Bay team is better than Atlanta. Like I. I I agree. I just I, thought that minus one was really weird. Yeah, it seems like because it's a pick'em game, right? And I'll explain why later. Okay. Um, I have Chicago plus two and a half at Tampa Bay. Don't think Tampa Bay is a great team. Don't necessarily think Chicago is a great team either, but I think it'll probably be a really close game. Um, so I'll take that two and a half points. And then I have New Orleans minus three at Carolina. Okay. I just think that the New Orleans offense should be able to move the ball on Carolina. And I think J.C. Jackson Orleans... just got is not playing. So that's oh. that's a huge blow to Carolina too. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, yeah, and so I think New Orleans defense also can is more likely going to cause Bryce uh, 
Bryce to Bryce Young to, to especially to if he doesn't hit that back foot bit. like he's supposed yeah, to. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of back foot throwing. <clears throat> All right, so Jeremy's question of the week. Every week you send me a question, something that's rattling around that head of yours, <laughs> and I try to like make sense of it. So okay. what do you got? So I think I was off on the numbers I gave you. So road teams were ten and six this week, uh, which is pretty shocking. Um, they were, and they were really almost eleven and five. Um, and so I'm just wondering, Mike, is home field advantage still a thing? You said, is it king? At least in the text. Yeah, that you sent I me. think I think and the my reason- voice text probably just screwed up. But is it still a thing? Like, okay. is it a is still a big deal? Yeah, I mean, I guess is a it big king? deal. Yeah, we'll go with that. And the reason I, I want that qualification is because I still think it matters mm-hmm. um, for some stadiums. Because yeah, that oh sorry, and but, like let me let me just uh, like add on to my question because Dallas has got a stadium. That's, I got it. I got okay. it all figured out. All right, out. let's go. All right, go with me here. This was a great question, I thought, and I just went into this deep dive and I had it all set out. So I'm gonna throw some facts at you, okay? Uh, in uh, in 2000. Uh, home field advantage gave a home team about a three-point advantage. This is the equivalent, for those of you who don't understand all of this stuff, of starting a game three to nothing, even right. before the, the ball is kicked off. Uh, the valuation stayed pretty much steady year over year for the next 20 years, fluctuating between about a two-and-a-half point and a three-point um, advantage. Mm-hmm. Then in 2020, it was a huge drop, plummeting to a point to a point-and-a-half. This is actually now reflecting in betting spreads. So on average, um, home field advantage is worth about a point and a half um, in the in the spread that you see, the point spread, the, the gambling point spread. So far this year, the home field advantage is worth minus 3.63 points. So that's more than three and a half points favoring the away team. This, to your point of uh, week one stats. Uh, of uh, six and ten, right? All right, stadiums where it matters. This means that they have two points or more advantage on average over the last five years. We have Cleveland's first Energy Stadium, two point six six. New York Jets MetLife Stadium, two point seven one. Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium, two point seven three. Dallas. AT&T Stadium, 2.86. Miami Hard Rock Stadium, 3.72. Lambeau, 3.90. And finally, what is it? Uh, Art Akersher? Which stadium? Pittsburgh. Okay. (laughs) They just newly newly named. 4.04. Wow. So these are the teams in the league that have more than a two-point advantage playing at home these are the stadiums that provide an advantage an actual advantage they're negative territory they provide the advantage to the away team new york giants met life at 0.55 they're giving up a half a point at home new orleans uh mercedes-benz superdome 1.3 negative 1.35 and finally arizona's state farm stadium minus 2.6 wow all right, so why? What do you think? I, Based on these numbers, this is what I came up with. I suspect that NFL games now have become vacation destinations. There's less people traveling overseas or in any other country, so people are 
traveling domestically. The NFL is getting really, really big, like far bigger than it <laughs> than it should be, honestly. Um, so a lot of these away fans are going to these destination cities and watching their team play. This is cutting Especially in- the Chargers, right? We'll get to that okay. too. Yep, exactly. So cutting into these numbers of the home fans in the stadium, thus reducing like noise and excitement, and it's really impacting the effects of that home field advantage. Now, we have two stadiums in the league that actually host multiple teams. So I use those kind of as a, a study, um, as the, the basis of the study. Um, the, so MetLife Stadium, you have the home of the Jets and the Giants. The Jets have not been very good over this five-year stretch, uh, yet Jets fans still show up. They show out, providing this 2.71 point advantage. So no other team wants to go there because they're so bad. It's not even fun to watch, but Jets fans still show up. They have a massive advantage. Now, conversely, you look at the Giants that have a minus 0.55, minus a half point for their home games. I think this is likely due to the proximity of the rest of the NFC East teams. They got Philly right up the road. They got the, uh, Washington down the road. And then Cowboys fans are everywhere. In fact, there's more like black Cowboys fans in the D.C. area than there are Washington football team fans because of the, the history of the Washington football team. A lot of fans around the country travel lot of them are the Cowboys. Uh, also, you had mentioned um, SoFi, so where the Rams and the Chargers play. Uh, Rams are get about a, about two points, 1.81, and the Rams uh, point four, plus point four six respectively. Um, there are more Rams fans in LA. They have a deeper roots in the community. They were there back in the 40s. They had a fear history before they moved to St. Louis. They came back. Everyone was excited. People are Rams fans exist. The Chargers recently moved from San Diego. That's where their fan base was. They were kind of ripped from that fan base and plopped here in the middle of to L.A. They haven't really worked up. A, so what right. what what the Chargers games are is more like more Miami's fan this weekend. Like people travel to LA because it's a destination. People travel to Arizona because it's a destination, right? So that's why I think it's becoming less of a thing. Okay. Transient fans. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you see, you see those games at the Chargers, and it's like any any cold weather city, especially late as the season goes on and it gets colder in Green Bay or uh, you know Carolina or somewhere like that, they're going to travel if their team's playing in. Uh, in LA. So. Well, my take is like Cleveland. It's just Cleveland fans. No one is flying to Cleveland no. to watch. I've done it twice, but no one else is doing it. Right. Indianapolis is included on this list because no one wants to go to Indianapolis. No. So it's like every like the MetLife, you get that. You know, it's New York. It's a destination town. Dallas even is a destination town. Um, Miami, but like Green Bay and Pittsburgh, like. It's rare that you travel to Pittsburgh to go watch a game, unless right. you're a Pitch- Pittsburgh fan. 
And Green but Bay. But Green Bay is like, every, that's... Everyone, all, like, they all have season tickets, right? Right. They don't let other people in. But whenever there's, like, I know whenever the Seahawks go and play in Green Bay, a ton of people travel out there that you hear about um, just because they want to go for the well, experience. Well, they're, they're not very loud because no. they have an almost four-point advantage over yeah. the Seahawks. But I'm just scenarios. saying they, like, I think people do try, like, that. that's one of those cold-weather cities that I think it's more of, like, the experience of, like, Going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, seeing... The exception to the rule, if yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right, that was it. What'd you think? Good. I like it, man. Good. Buying it? Yeah. All right, we'll see. All right, Take Corner was next. Um, so I have a preface to this section of our show. I've suspended myself from Take Corner for two to four weeks. This is the funnest thing about this show um, for me is your so horrible I'm takes. So I'm going to let you, you, this is you today, Mike. I'm not, I'm not, I refuse. After this last weekend, I was ready to... I don't have any hair, but if I did, I was ready to pull it out um, watching these games and just, like, losing my goddamn mind. So I'm, for mental health purposes, suspending okay. myself I gotcha. from take corner. So mental I'm, health you day go. for you. you All go. right. So I added another part to this for myself, for us, really, to enjoy. It's called the Trevor Tracker. Um, one of my hot takes is that um, – Travis, uh, Trevor Lawrence can win the MVP. His odds at the time were 1,600. Um, right now it's 1,400. What that means to the layperson is more people are putting money into that and it's dropping, dropping the odds, the odds yeah. which means that a lot of people are believers after that first game. So I'm just going to run through the stat, and every week I'm going to add that next row. Week 1, 24 for 32. That's 75% completion, folks. 240 yards, two touchdowns. And an interception. He also added 21 rushing yards and a fumble, unfortunately. But still, got the win. All in all, a really good stat line for week one. He's out there, has command. He's plus, 1400 plus 1,400 now. Okay. So watch still out, folks. Still not a terrible bet. All right. So, and then my other hot take. The NFC might have the top three teams in the NFL. San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas. The way it's looking right now. AFC might be better top to bottom, but the NFC at the top is better than anything else. So we'll see how that plays out. I could see that, man. They're uh, those three. I mean, obviously, like I said at the beginning, this is our like overreaction to week one episode. So well, it's all overreaction. Yeah, everything. But yeah, (laughs) the hot takes are where you're supposed to throw that in there. I know. So anyway, I know I had to take a mental health day. I got you. Um, so anyway, they uh, I could see those three teams really dominating, barring injury. But, you know, I mean, the Cowboys seem to find a way to screw things up every year. So you never know, man. You never know. All right. So that's your only hot tape? That's it. That's all I had. All right, man. Well, like you said, everything was kind of like clearly really. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Moving on for my health, my mental health. Okay. It's like ants. This, this I'm, I'm just crazy analogy here. Okay. The f- this week one was like ants, you know, moving across on a like a like a path between their hive and whatever they're grabbing. Right? Okay. It's like they're crawling all over each other and going in random directions, and you never know what, where they're going or what they're doing. That's what it. That's what week one felt like. Just ants running all over the place with no apparent purpose or destination. Right. It, it, it was discombobulating. Feel, yeah, it did feel that way. All for right. sure and i was all my all my friends it seemed like we're a bunch of guys were down in vegas this weekend for their fantasy football draft so like nobody was around i was like man at least mike's gonna come over and watch the game and then you didn't come by i was like 
I was ready to lose. So here's my what shit. happened. So let's get into diversity because it's part of the story. Yeah. So at the top of the show, I said I went to this wooden boat festival. So right. here's how my last day went. We got up early and we got out. We got everything packed, got the truck, we checked out, gave the keys back. We wanted to get some breakfast. All right. So I'm like, all right, let's get some breakfast. And you know, my wife wanted to walk around too. So I'm like, okay, if we can, if we get out there now. I can get out of here by like 11 o'clock and I can be there at one. Like it's good. And so we get out and we go to this. There's one place apparently open for that serves breakfast uh, before like 11 o'clock. So we get out there and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hour wait. Our kitchen's really backed up. Right. Whole place is understaffed. I mean, half of half of their GDP, I would say 75 percent of their GDP out there in Port Townsend is assholes paying way too much for food and drinks. Right. And they can't, like, figure out how... To staff their... To staff appropriately. (laughs) (laughs) So we were there at 10.30. I had to wait till 11.30. And then I had to eat the damn food. And then we're walking all over. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a great time, but I was also in the back of my mind going, I'm not going to make it in time, right? And that was, like, the stress of that early on was... Like annoying. I I know exactly. What and you're I'm irritated, about. and I and I'm like I'm looking across the table from my wife, eating my croissant, egg sandwich, and going, I need to stop this intensity, right? Yeah. It's 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 trickling into my life, and I just had to <laughs> let it all go. That's a good thing. Man. And then we just walked around, had a good like morning. We got out of there at about twelve, and I, I was like, I could probably make half time, but when we got back, life takes over bunch of stuff happened yeah so and it's just like a whole thing and i was like you know what i can't i can't do this right now it's all good it's all good i was just giving you a hard time no i get it but that that's the whole i really i when i text you i was like i want to do this yeah i'm gonna head over there no i figured man i figured you just got caught up and i go i go jeremy i I do this to him all the time like i'm super fucking excited (laughs) and then like Two hours later, I'm like, nah, I can't make it. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> not going to be there. <laughs> I got to stop. Just like, I got to stay home. All right. Next. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So for my diversity section, um, I was going to talk. So I went to my cousin's, uh, so it's actually my cousin's son's, oldest son's high school football game on Friday. All right. So your cousin's oldest son's neighbor's no. friend's high school football You had game. it right. You had it right at the beginning. Uh, so it's my cousin's son's high school football game. He's a senior. He's Your second cousin's football game. So I guess it's my second cousin, correct. Yeah. Uh, went to go watch him play. Um, went with my brother Brandon. By the time we got there, we were like two minutes late on of game time getting there. And he had had shoulder surgery in the off season uh, from a separated shoulder. You were telling me this. Went back. Mad. He went back way too quick. I think he hasn't. He, he said hadn't three even, months, right? Since yes. surgery. Okay. Hadn't. I didn't find out until Friday night. He hadn't actually revisited the surgeon to get a full clearance to play. So he's just been out there playing, like practicing, getting ready for the season. That was their second game on this past Friday night. Uh, like I said, we got there like two, three minutes of game time into the game. He's already injured, has like re-separated his shoulder. What position does he play? He plays wide receiver wide and cor- receiver. cornerback. Okay. But oh, so they were he's only, a two, two-way player too? Yeah, and they were only playing him at – so by the time we got there, 
they're like uh, my aunt and my cousin are like oh whoa, whoa, he's whoa. injured what is he playing you, you didn't finish that what is he playing at this point is he, he playing plays both, both sides yeah he, plays he both was points. playing both sides I, I don't know where, where I'm not sure if he was re, uh, in a receiver when he got injured or again or, playing cornerback but he was cornerback that's what I said yeah. cornerback okay. yeah, yeah he, I'm not sure which side of the ball he was on when he got injured I think he may have been in at wide receiver anyway he they tape him up he goes back in they're only playing him at wide receiver now and he keeps like getting hit shoulder pops out comes off because you got to get the arms up over the head and yeah. put stress on that it was insane and i could not believe that they kept putting him back in my aunt is like oh they're the coaches he's just like begging to get back in that's why the coaches are putting him back in i'm like the coaches are adults. This is a child. Like you need so, to keep him out of the goddamn um, game. Follow up question here. I don't know this woman, and I assume she's trusting the coaches to to, to know best. I'm assuming she's not just like I don't care. Like he's 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 got to pay for his school. He better get out there. I mean, or is she just like I they think said, that's why they said he's fine. So what what are we gonna do? Like I, they were like. No, my cousin, whose mother, who's the mother of the boy playing, is like, I don't want him playing anymore. And I'm like, go down there and tell somebody to pull him out of the goddamn game then. I don't know what we're doing here. And then finally he got hurt to the point where they just were like, we can't keep putting you back in. And they pulled him out at that point and he didn't play anymore. So after, But that's like at, in the third quarter. This is a very confusing story to me, and maybe it's just the way my brain works. I'm trying to figure out where the mindset is of your cousin – while she's watching her son get she doesn't want him to play anymore but like she's from, not from like jump. going to assert she's not going down to like assert herself to say like no he needs to come out of the okay. game okay which was driving me freaking crazy yeah and finally they pulled him out it was, it was actually in the fourth quarter when they finally pulled him out and said you can't play anymore so what's the follow-up like what are they he's got like some new brace that he's going to try out this weekend he's going to play again tomorrow why are they not jumping in front of this? And I haven't heard since he went back to the surgeon. So I'll give you guys an update. There is no week. way he's healthy enough to I play after no, three no. separations in one day. Absolutely not. Absolutely Who's throwing not. themselves in front of this? I don't know. I'm going to get to the bottom of it, though, and I will report back. I, I think you should I'm throw your to. body yeah, in front I'm of that. To. I mean, I'm this going is, to. I need to find out what's happening. So this I is a negligence i agree i think the kid just feels like this is like his only out basically is to like get a scholarship and get out of here but but that mentality is so messed up i talked to him and i was like my dude you need to sit down and let your shoulder heal so you can go to junior college and then get to a d1 college if that's what you want to do but you getting injured, you continually injuring, injuring yourself and having to have another surgery and another surgery, just gonna, you're not going to be able to play college football. I know they're not trying to hear long-term stuff, but here's what happens. He continues to do this. He messes up his shoulder beyond the point where he, it's even functional. Exactly. He can't, get, can't, can't really work. He can't sit at a desk with your arms up. Right. You, just, you can't lift your arm over your head. There's all sorts of things that go wrong. Now, he still plays college football because, hey, he got a D1 scholarship, right? So he goes and does that and fights through that for four years, gets his, his degree. Now he has to go back as an adult and get that surgery. Guess what? Pre-existing condition. 
Yeah. And he's paying for it out of pocket. Right. I mean, this thing is no, ridiculous it, it, to me. Yeah, absolutely. The NCEA will will chew him up and spit him out. Yep. Yep. Parents I, have to get out in front of yeah. this. It's the only way. You got to protect that kid from himself. I agree. It's not thinking down the road. And so, speaking of kids being, oh, oh what you say? well, I was going to say so. Um, on top of going to that game on Saturday, I went to uh, my nine-year-old nephew's baseball fall ball baseball game. Did you hear his shoulder too? Which was fantastic. No, he actually made the funniest catch I've ever seen. So nine. Basically, every ball hit in the in the air in this entire game hits the ground. It's a it's a base hit. Yeah. He is playing shortstop. Literally, just sticks his he's left-handed, so his gloves on his right hand. Sticks his hand out to the side, and just like the ball goes right into it. Holds his glove out. The ball hits his mitt, bounces up in the air, and then falls back into his mitt. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And then and there was a runner on first at the time, and I think that the the first base coach just was like, "Run," because that nobody catches these fly balls. So he's like running past my nephew at at shortstop, going to third base as he catches the ball. And he's able to throw it back to first base oh, and get a, it's, a double. It's a like an infield fly. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a shot. No. No. Oh, okay. So yeah, I just like stuck Are his glove out and caught it. Or is it no, it, this is actually throwing? the first time, first time player pitch that oh, they played. Pitch so at nine. Wow. Yeah. Cool. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. It was. A, it was a very. Uh, Did you just like look at each other in the crowd and just like what? yeah, everybody? WTF, <laughs> man. Yeah, everybody was uh, was blown away. It was pretty uh, pretty fun. So, and then that thought made me think, Mike, about uh, some of our adventures over the summer, going to a Mariners game, line to gain show, went on the uh, road. Yeah, yeah, we went to a Mariners game, went to a, the Olympia High School uh, playoff baseball game yep. over here. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so we had some good outings this this summer too, watching some baseball, um, and hopefully we'll go watch some football this fall. Awesome. So, yeah, that was my diversity section. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I just had one other one other than that uh, Wood Boat Festival, and that is I am revisiting Lost, the TV show. Never watched it. That's fine. I'm revisiting it with my, with my wife, and she loves it, and we're kind of just, like, pounding through it on Hulu. It's, like, seven seasons. I remember it, like, being so, like, cerebral when I first watched it, and I'm, and I'm watching it now, and what I th- – it's it's so obvious the what they're trying to do with like God and devil and purgatory and proving oneself and earning your way either way. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious now. How many seasons is that show? Seven. Okay. And the and the first the first seasons like twenty five episodes. I think it Jesus gets. Christ. Hey man, it was a different time. You had to get to a hundred to be syndicated. Remember those days? Oh right, right. So they just pounded through seasons. We got to get it to as fast as possible. Um, but and it might ultimately be like too long, and she'll get bored of it because that's a lot of content, and she's not really a content consumer like me. I can sit there and just pound through these. Things. Has she she's seen it before? No, this is the first time. Oh. She's really loving it, at least so far. I just remember I've never seen it, so I remember on. Uh the movie with the Seth Rogen movie Knocked Up, where he's uh, Judd Apatow's daughter is in the movie. He's the director of the movie and his daughter comes out and she'd been watching Lost like crazy and she's like, they're all dead? What? Are you kidding me? Like, what the hell? And then I was, so that's like, when I found that out, I was just like, okay. And that was like probably five years after the show had aired. So 
it wasn't really a spoiler, but um, yeah, I just went ahead and decided not to watch it. Jeez, you're just like if I know the plot to anything, I'm not. I just don't care. No, I just don't. I don't watch a lot of quality television. No, a lot of uh, what do you call it? Like basic cable TV shows. I'm yeah, out. I mean, I did. I could. I wouldn't be able to watch this on a weekly. Uh, I would have been like yeah. gone, right? Because the beauty of the streaming world that we live in is we can knock out three episodes before we go to bed and it's cool right and the next day you pick it up if you want to or you wait every time i watch a show like that though that was on abc or cbs or fox or something all i think is like what about nbc nbc too any any like basic tv show (laughs) standard broadcast company uh i just think like this would be 50 times better if it was on HBO or Showtime or Netflix. Why do you think that? Lack of commercials, things like that? Well, no, or like just you think the content would content be like... can be more... 70% better. Yeah. Interesting. This is really good. It's J.J. Abrams' company. Um, it had some really good writers. I mean, it's long. There's a lot of episodes. and they. Yeah. But each episode's quite detailed. And they have... I mean, how they put it all together. It's like very specific storylines and you you get introduced to people and flashbacks and they create they did a really good job creating like mystery in in season one and then delivering on that and expanding and introducing new characters because they are in purgatory more Mm -hmm. people are coming to purgatory in different ways so it's like you you can introduce new characters i thought they did it pretty well if you're in for the long haul and that's really what this is about Can, can you hang in there for the payoff most people think the the final season and kind of how they the origins of the purgatory, if you will, that didn't hit very well for a lot of them. But I heard that a lot of people were not happy with the final season. I'm excited to see it with my current like new understanding of what's happening and like just I, I it's obvious, right? Like it's like there's no question what they're trying to do. They did not hide it back then. I just wasn't. Um, you weren't, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't on the wave. You weren't like, watching man. for it. So, yeah, it probably is like having watched it back then, not knowing, and then I. St- I really. I know like high level what happened. I yeah. don't know the details. My wife said, "Does he die? What happens here?" I'm like, "I have no idea." I watched it like 20 years ago. I have right. no idea what happened. Right. And it's kind of cool to to revisit it. So, no, that's pretty cool. fun. Yeah, you have to let me know how that goes if you guys make it all the way through, or if she gives up. Uh, it's probably we're going to be in season seven of the podcast by the time we get through this. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. All right. All right. Herding goats. That's our uh, our final segment here. In this segment, we talk about all the people this week. Um, the goat can be the greatest of all time. The goat can be the person that messed up the most in the game. So we have three categories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Who do you have for the good this week? Uh, Deion Sanders wins again and put on a show. I was going to put him in there. The Dion effect, they're calling it now. Like, Wu-Tang was down there in Boulder. Yeah. Uh, like, all of these people are down there in Boulder. It, it was fun. Um, his, uh, what's his son's name? Shador. Shador. Shador started off slow, but really came into his own after halftime. They uh, pretty much demolished Nebraska. They're 2-0, probably what? I don't know what they come in this week. or Like, 20? 
in the nation? Uh, there, 20, were tw- uh, there were 22 after week to, one. They're up to 18, 18. now. Yeah. I don't suspect that that's going to stay there much longer as they get no. into the, the they're, heart well, they're of this about pack to play. Team. I think they have to play Oregon and U.S. They play Colorado State this coming week. They should win pretty handily. Um, and then they it's back-to-back games against uh, Oregon and USC, which are two of the probably top four teams in the Pac-12. So yeah. be interesting to see. Interesting, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I like what he's doing out there. Uh, now players it's love be, him. Yeah, it's going to be a primetime game this week on, on ESPN. Should a be prime. a lot of fun. Uh, and they're Colorado and Colorado State is where college game day is going this week. It's just like so awesome, so ridiculous, so man. Awesome. It's funny. So, all right, go. Ahead. What's your uh, good? My good. Uh, I was gonna put that, um, but then I watched the game on Monday. I think Zay, uh, Xavier Gibson, um, uh, yeah. undrafted free agent, fought and grinded his way into the fifty-three man roster of the Jets. Um, returned a punt in overtime to win the game versus their uh, divisional rival. Um, and after their starting quarterback went down with an um, ACL or a, um, Achilles injury, he basically just said, "I got, I got you guys, yeah. and got that win." So good for him. Um, glad that to see that great. he's doing well. I'm glad to see that he's contributing. His teammates seem to love him. Really good job, good job, Xavier. Yeah, um, I was really impressed by the. I'm uh, sorry that this is off subject, but considering that Jets game too with. Um, Zach Wilson just threw that ball up to uh, Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson tips Amazing it up to himself. Play. Like that was so defends the play, yeah, and, and tips, tips it, it up to himself to and reaches out and grabs it. With that was one hand. great. That was a great play. So. He's a real one. Yeah. All right. Uh, the bad. What do you got for the bad? The bad. Josh Allen, the turnover machine. Mm. Just uh, like gotta rein that in my guy like this we're not we're not doing this this is year four or five what you can't can't do this anymore you got to get your shit together um that was that's a good one i just chose somebody who played batter and that is um justin fields and the chicago offense they are the the play calling's horrible offensive line can't block Justin's not seeing the field. I came up with a nickname. I'm still kind of like trying to figure this out. Justin can't see fields. What do you think? Works in multiple ways. I love ways. it, man. I right. love it. So he had a really bad day. Um, what do you have for ugly? Uh, the ugly for me, I, so I have two. I have Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury. Just all the like pomp and circumstance of that that game, like leading up him coming out with on September 11th. With and, the flag. With the flag and – you know, just at all the hype, and then four days later, season over. Like, that's just devastating. And I'm not – obviously, I thought the Jets were not going to be great this year anyway. I thought they were going to be – I thought they were going to be hovering around 500 with the, most of the rest of the – either NFC East being very good or, or mediocre. So, um, that's tough. And the other was – I saw Matt Stafford's – uh, spray chart for his uh, for his passes, and it was like the absolute re- reversal or you know whatever re- reversal of uh, Russell Wilson's because it, it was, was all, all over the middle, the middle yeah. all right over the middle, and nothing out to the outside hardly at all. Only a few. Check out the twenty minute video on Matt Stafford on the QB school um, 
YouTube. YouTube, I'm gonna it's, check that it's out. It's so I impressive. I, I saw it immediately when I when I when I flipped to the game. Like this guy is firing yeah. around there. He was sharp. Yeah. All right, my ugly is uh, Jim Trotter suing the NFL for his termination from the NFL Network, claiming the NFL owners have said some horrible things. For example, Buffalo owner Terry Pagula. It's a rough name. <laughs> Regarding player protests against um, racial inequalities. If black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. And uh, Dallas owner Jerry Jones regarding the lack of black professionals in decision-making positions in NFL teams. If blacks feel some kind of way, they shouldn't, they should be, wait. <laughs> if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want. Now, I don't know this Terry guy from from Adam, uh, but that is definitely Jerry Jones's voice. So I believe this Jim Trotter, another mess with these absolutely racist owners. It will forever be a problem until the sport just dies in the ether. At some point, we're going to destroy our Earth so much that no one's going to give a shit about football anymore because we are swimming through the streets. And when that time comes, these assholes are not going to know what to do to defend themselves to defend for themselves and that'll be the day when all that stuff goes away all right i like it um before you get to your uh sign off quote mike i just want to say you have five minutes and 43 seconds before it's an hour and a half and i'm turning this sucker off uh, my quote's not that long. I will say, I I, I my goal is an hour told and a half. You, I told for you sure. guys, I'm but, getting it under this time. But I think under two, because there's a lot of podcasts out there that are right around that 145 to two space. And I'm yeah. okay in there. I don't want to go over two. But, okay. All right. All Looks right. like we had a I'm good just, day nonetheless. I'm giving you a hard time. But all right, let's, all right. let's finish this bad boy up, Michael. What I mentioned before, watching a lot of Lost lately, I was inspired by something that John Locke said in the episode The Moth. And I think it's very apropos for many NFL teams after week one, especially the Jets. It's in there right now, struggling. It's digging its way through the thick hide of the cocoon. Now, I could help it take out my knife, gently wild, uh, widen the opening, and the moth would be free. But it would be too weak to survive. Struggle is nature's way of strengthening it.